1: You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com.
3: Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of Up Close. We launched it last week with Damian Jackson. It was a Astounding success and uh, bringing it back again this week as Nebraska gets ready to travel out to Oklahoma. And we've got two guys joining us here on Up Close, um, where this game, this week, means a lot to both these guys. Uh, We've got Damian Daniels from the Dallas area and DeAndre Thomas out of Mustang, Oklahoma. Um, Both grew up within three hours, and in in, uh, DeAndre's case, 45 minutes from Norman uh, guys it's great to get this chance to sit down with you and, and hear a little bit more about your stories. DeAndre, why don't you go first?
2: Yeah, well, playing playing here in my home state, like it, this means everything to me. Um, just being able to go out there and play in front of people that I haven't seen in what five years it's, it's gonna make me just be just happy. And so uh, it, this game right here just means everything to me. I get to play with teammates that I didn't play with in high school. Some people on the uh, OU team, and I'm just ready, ready to play. How about you, Damian?
0: Man, first and foremost, uh, like DeAndre said, uh, just being able to play in front of family. Uh, I got a couple of family members coming in up to 20. Uh, they're coming in, and uh, the family members who don't, uh, who doesn't, who can't travel all the way up to Nebraska, they get to have the chance to see me play in Oklahoma, which is three hours away from home, and uh, just the tradition altogether, the Oklahoma and Nebraska tradition. Uh, I'm just blessed to be a part of it, and I can't
3: wait to have the opportunity to play
0: against the number three team in the country.
3: Yeah, you go back and and just look at your guys' recruiting stories and and how you ended up at Nebraska. You both grew up right in the smack dab of Big 12 country. Uh, DeAndre, you had Oklahoma and Oklahoma State right in your backyard. Um, Damian, you obviously were – I mean, you could have gone anywhere in the Big 12 at that point. Um, What drew you guys – to want to leave the Big 12 and, and, and go to Nebraska and start with you on that, DeAndre?
2: Me, personally, I came to Nebraska because, you know, it's in the Big Ten. Big Ten is about, you know, stopping a run, stopping the run. So that that played a huge factor. But also I came here because because uh, John Perella You know, he was a guy that I really trusted trusted in, and that's really that's really why I came here.
3: He was a former blackshirt, too. For I'm sure blackshirt, he kind of uh, really uh, sold you on that message back then.
2: Former blackshirt, yes, sir.
3: How about you, Damien? Because you, I mean, I remember it was USC, and I mean, you had a number of Miami. I mean, you had everybody, and and, and you were a huge get at the time when you picked Nebraska.
0: Man, uh, Nebraska is just different. Uh, me coming from a big city like Dallas, uh, I felt like Lincoln, Nebraska was a place for me to just kind of kind of duck off and just play ball and focus on school. And that's one thing. And uh, Coach John Perella, like DeAndre said, uh, he talked to me about the tradition that they have here, black shirts. And um that kind of drew my attention coming here, and um, on top of that, uh, my my father he used to talk to me about Nebraska back then. My pops he played at Texas Tech University. He played against Coach Frost, in ninety five and everything. And he just taught the way he talked to me growing up about Nebraska. He was like, "Hey, it's it's, it's different up there." And he said, "Like I played at Tech, I'm a, I'm am take red Raider till I die." He told me that, and uh, he
3: was just go back in time and just be like,
0: "Hey." Nebraska, that that's the that's the place right there.
3: Had either of you ever been to Nebraska until you came up on your recruiting visit? And I'm sure you had this thought of what this place was, and you're like, man, I'm going to go up to the farm, and um, there's going to be corn everywhere, and <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, this might be the place you, you raise your family someday. You never know. I mean, a lot, you see that a lot of guys that come up here from out of state, Texas, Oklahoma, wherever. And then they end up living here, raising their kids here, and Nebraska becomes their home. I mean, do you guys feel that way after living in this state for five years?
2: Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I mean, talk about just your thoughts of what Nebraska was and then now what you know it is.
2: Yeah, once once John Pirelli called me, he, he told me about Nebraska, and I didn't I didn't know. I was like, who's Nebraska? I didn't know anything about Nebraska. But <laughs> kind of talked to me about Nebraska, and my thoughts was this is, just, you know, middle of nowhere, just corn everywhere, nothing to do. And that's just my thoughts on Nebraska.
3: (laughs) How about you, Damian? Did people back in the Dallas area were like, Nebraska?
0: See, that's the thing. Uh, Nebraska has a big name in Dallas. Uh, You know, uh, back in the day, they played in the combo a couple years. uh, Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, like, you go down in uh, Dallas, it's like Nebraska. It's Nebraska every year uh, North Texans there. for Nebraska. Yep, There's yep. a big
3: North Texans for Nebraska chapter down in in, yes. a, in that Dallas area. Yes, sir.
0: And uh, I just know uh, – I remember when I got off from Nebraska, I had, like, a lot of people from Dallas uh, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And I uh, saw a couple DMs and everything talking about uh, Nebraska congratulations and stuff like that, and I was kind of surprised about it. Uh, but then when, I, when you think about Nebraska – I didn't really know what was up here at first, but then when I came here, we flew into Omaha and then just driving, you just see nothing but cornfields and everything. And then boom, you just see the stadium out of nowhere. And then you be like, man, this is Lincoln right here. The, the biggest building is the
3: stadium. So that was pretty neat. Do you drive back to Dallas or do you usually fly? Like, Do you, do you ever take in that drive and kind of uh, see what it's all about? Or, I mean, uh, Yes, sir. You like to make that lo- drive back home?
0: Yes, sir. I like making the drive. And the crazy thing is I like making the drive at night because uh, just driving and just me thinking about uh, like the future, thinking about everything I uh, overcame and stuff in the past and stuff like that, I just have time to just focus on myself and just think and kind of uh, reflect. And this is just a good feeling.
3: We're talking here with uh, Nebraska Captain uh, Damian Daniels and DeAndre Thomas, both fifth-year players that are juniors, though, in the program. Technically, they have the option to come back for a sixth year, and I'm sure you know there's still a lot of the season left to, to think about that. But does that c- cross your mind? Like, you know what, I-, I got one more year here if I wanted, and, and we've already seen a few of your teammates, JoJo Doman, Deontay Williams, Markel DeSmuke, Will Honus, um, Levi Falk, a number of guys opted for that sixth year. Connor Culp did as well. Um, do you guys think about that yet, or is it is it a little too early to decide? Like, you know what, I want to come back for another year in Nebraska. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it, it's great. Um, just knowing that we have a an extra season in our back pocket. Uh, right now we like I said, we focused on this year and just playing each and every game, taking it day by day, and uh, push come to shove, the NFL can wait. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like it's not a lot of people who have the opportunity to come play for the Cornhuskers. And that's something that we are blessed with the opportunity to
3: come here and play. How about you, DeAndre?
2: Yeah, like Damien said, um, it's still, it's early in the year. It's a long season. It's it's good to know we have another season in our back pocket, but really we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about, you know, we're focused on this year and this season and making things happen. We want to win. We want to win this game and the next game. So that's what we're focused on. Like you said, the NFL is not going to go anywhere. So there's no there's no need to rush
3: do things like name image and likeness and the opportunities at a place like Nebraska does that impact guys now because you know two years ago you couldn't make any extra money and, and, and a place like Nebraska with passionate fans and supporters of the program there is a lot more opportunity Deontre for for guys uh, to monetize and, and, and you know take advantage of an extra year if it makes sense to do so.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, Nebraska is the best fan base in the a, in a, in a nation, you know. And so having that NIL opportunity is, is, is huge, huge. How about you, Damian?
0: Yeah, like De'Andre said, he pretty much just said it, best fans in the country. And like, like they say, there's no place like Nebraska. And when it comes to NIL, man, this is the place you need to be.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com.
3: You're listening here to Up Close, brought to you by Sandhills Publishing and powered by ABM. Sean Callahan here talking with Nebraska defensive lineman uh, Damian Daniels and DeAndre Thomas. And, guys, I want to talk about now your development as players because I think each of you have had such a unique path to developing your body. DeAndre, you had to gain weight, and Damien, you had to lose weight, and (laughs) and, and, and you guys play in the same area. And, DeAndre, I want to go with you first on this because when you first got here as a true freshman, Bob Diaco and John Perella said, we're going to make you a nose tackle in the Big Ten, and, and you were like 265 am i wrong on that
2: yeah 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 that was tough um you know i was up for the challenge he told me you know i was light i was little i came here thinking i was gonna play defensive end but you know diago he put me at nose guard and when he told me that you know i didn't get scared you know it was tough but i just had to you know accept the challenge and
3: because you were recruited both of you guys into a four three and then mark banker was let go mm -hmm. um after the season ended, or after signing day, when I'm trying to remember if it was after signing day, and then they switched to the three four, but you really never truly ran the true three four. I mean, it was kind of a, a you got a multiple type deal, but, you know, it, you almost had to kind of change your, position a little bit with the, with when Diaco got here, right? Yeah. How about how about you, Damian? Um, I mean, you, you came in and and you had the nickname Snacks, and I'm sure like that was funny for a time in your life, but there's probably a point in your life where you're like, I'm tired of people talking about my weight and mm. calling me snacks.
0: Yes, sir. Like, uh, yeah, coming in at 340, probably like the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Uh, you know, um, that's what they wanted me at, and I've play. i I've been playing with it and everything, and then new new, new staff come in, Coach Frost, Coach Duvall, and Dave Ellis. Uh, we sat down, had a come to Jesus meeting, that's what I call it, uh, pretty much told me if I want to want to meet my poten- my full potential and if I want to basically live to see 40 years old I need to lose weight and I need to do it at a at a decent time and, and stuff like that and uh so right after that that's when I kind of really I took it serious and ever, ever since then I've been taking like the like I always took my strength and conditioning serious but then like watching what I eat and everything and Soon 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 it came to be my uh girlfriend, she started making like uh some little prep some meal preps for me. It's always the saying. girlfriend. The girlfriend, <laughs>
3: yes. the girlfriend can kinda convince you more than anybody. Yes,
0: sir. Yeah. So she started making little <laughs> meal preps for me, uh some fish and chicken and everything. And then uh me, I really couldn't see a difference, but then like I get text messages from Ben Stiller, he was like, Hey, stay on your diet, I can see it paying off. And then I go take a shower. My girlfriend, she see me with my shirt off, and she be like, I can see you losing weight. And me personally, since I'm looking at myself every day, I can't see. But I just know I got to stay consistent, and that's kind of what helped me push myself to be where I'm at right now.
3: Damien, what was the the highest you had ever gotten to, and what's the lowest you've gotten down to since you've been at Nebraska? Uh,
0: The highest I've ever been was probably like 348 pounds, and... The lowest I've been is probably right now, which is 310.
3: Wow. So, and I, I and last year, what were you playing at like 330s? 3... Uh,
0: yes, sir. I was uh, right between 330 325 in those areas.
3: But when you know, when some of the reporters remember, and we were doing the, the Zoom media, which was really hard to do last year, yes, and sir. I think there were like two or three times in a row somebody asked you about, different sessions on the Zoom, asking you about that nickname, Snacks. Yeah. And I could just tell, <laughs> you were like, stop freaking asking me about that. Like, I don't want to talk about my, <laughs> yes, sir. like, just, you're like, D- I'm done with this. Mm. Did that upset you when like, reporters kept asking you about that and?
0: Uh Yes, sir, you know, um, yeah, it get old, you know what I'm saying? Like, they asked me uh, how I feel about my coaches calling me Snacks. I'm like, that's what my coaches know me by. I know they don't mean no disrespect. Uh, but they they know me. But when other people call me that, they don't know the history behind it or nothing like that. So them just to keep asking me, it kind of kind of pushed a couple buttons <laughs> yep, in it. Yep, yes, sir.
3: So what was the biggest thing you took out of your diet? I mean, was it before? Before were you like, I'm gonna go in the training table and I'm gonna eat what the hell I want? I'm just gonna take anything I want because I'm 340 and <laughs> I, I I need this food. I mean, like, what did you cut out of that um, to get to to where you're at?
0: Uh. Pretty much um, a lot of stuff that was pretty much fattening. Like I took a lot of uh, more lean things, uh, chicken. I didn't really eat a lot of beef. I uh, cut I cut out a little bit of carbs. Had more salads and everything, more greens on my plate more than usual. And that's I just kept being consistent with that.
3: So no red meat? Are uh, you you cut red meat out? Yes, sir. That's that's hard to do in a place like Nebraska. Yeah.
0: It was it was hard, but yeah, it was
3: hard. <laughs> and just little things like that kind of did the trick. Yes, sir. How about you, DeAndre? I mean, are are you kind of on a deal where you're happy with where your body's at, or has it been a continual? I need to gain five pounds every off season.
2: Yeah, well, coming up is has been you need to you need to gain weight, you need to put on some more weight. And I had got up the highest I've been about three twelve, and I got up to that weight, and I, that's just I just wasn't comfortable with that. So uh, I lost I lost about about twenty pounds. Got down to two eighty, and that's when I that's where I feel the best. I feel the best at two eighty. And
3: so you fluctuated from three twelve to two eighty. When were yes. you three
2: twelve? Two years ago? Yes, yeah, two years ago is when I redshirted.
3: And that was just kind of hard to to move at yeah,
2: that. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really me. That's not my my body. I felt ugly. I felt I didn't feel right, and I just it wasn't for me. What was your diet trick? My diet, I was just eating just any and everything. If I seen it, <laughs> hey, what's on your plate, man? Let me have that. Let me have that. I was just eating everything.
3: And so you guys get access to this great training table, but you almost probably get tired of that kind of food and you, you, that Chick fil A in the Union or or you know raising canes downtown or honest abes i mean it's probably addicting to want to hit some of those meals up uh, even when you get this world-class training meal that nebraska spends like four million bucks a year on
2: yeah i wouldn't say we get tired of you know when you eat good foods it becomes a routine and you know the bad foods it doesn't it doesn't taste good anymore that's true and so yep. we're just on a routine and you know the training table is great it's great
3: what's your go-to like cheat meal like if you're like if ellis or duval's like all right you guys can do what you want to do today take advantage of the cheat day like where, where are you going damien
0: uh me i'll probably either go to i'll say good evans uh out out there in south lincoln's little uh little breakfast brunch spot
3: where's that at i'm not even familiar uh, with it's that it's
0: kind of past uh saint Pius x high school oh okay it's a little bit past down there it's in the little um outlet
3: mall on 70th and a there yeah okay it's it's tucked back in there
0: yes sir and it's a good evidence a good breakfast spot i just enjoy it uh they got this uh breakfast casserole thing that i i I really enjoy i get the little chalupa hot sauce and kind of dump it on there
3: and it'll be pretty good (laughs) how about you deandre where's your go-to cheat meal
2: cheat meal for me you know they just put a wing stop there on uh, 27 so i'll go to wing stop get about 20 wings lemon pepper and get some fries with it and hey that's a good meal
3: you guys ever been to um, Tina's Cafe for breakfast? The one that's on South Street, kind of hides back there. That that's a good breakfast spot, okay. and they have these huge I cinnamon heard of it, rolls. Yes, yeah, I, I, I heard of it. I, I know a lot of athletes hit up that place. But so you, you like the breakfast, you like the wings, um, and oh, yeah. oh, what's yeah. what's the most wings you ever had in one setting?
2: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Me probably about just twenty five. Twenty. And did you stop at twenty five
3: because like. Yeah, a, it a lot of money to buy 25 wings. I had and to stop at 25.
2: Stop at 25. <laughs> <laughs> How about
3: you, David?
0: i will say about 10 plus more than him. So probably like 30, 30, 35,
3: 30. Biggest steak you guys ever had?
0: Man, the biggest steak? It was, it's was. it got to be either uh, the one at, that we had uh, Thursdays for
3: dinner. They still bring like the the bone-in ribeyes from, is it Piedmontese or whoever brings them up there? Nah. Like who brings up the they they cook big bone in ribeyes and things like that for you guys on Thursdays is that right or
0: Uh yeah it was what, what's the name of the place
2: that we had I'm not sure what it is but every Thursday we do we do have steaks there Is
3: yeah. it a one steak limit or can guys take nah, two steaks Yeah you
0: can get as many as you want
2: if as long as you yeah. eat it
3: You get no, you can <laughs> no no prisoners
2: No prisoners you can, <laughs> if you can eat four you hey you can get four So you, you take yeah. two I eat, yeah, Recently, I eat one. I eat one, I eat but one. there's other things on my plate. Yeah.
3: Wow. Talking food. It's fun talking food here. We talk so much football here, uh, but you, know, you guys have such unique stories. Uh, Damien, I want to talk to you about your brother coming here. Um, you know, he's now in the NFL uh, with the 49ers. He was a captain at Nebraska um, for for one year. And, and now you're a captain. I mean, how cool is that when you just think about what he accomplished and you learned a lot from your brother at that time you played with him and 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 now you've kind of elevated yourself into that same role. Uh, you know, I'm I'm blessed
0: to have my brother have uh, to have come here to play at the university that I think is great as well. And my brother, he enjoyed his time here as well, and um, he felt like his uh, my brother told me he felt like his mission was to come here and light the spark in me, which he really did because like him leading and like pretty much showing me like how things need to be done. Uh, I really looked up to him, and then on top of that, I had the twins uh, right there to help me as well. And um, just knowing that his face is going to be up there on the wall for years to come, and my face will, it's its really something, something big, not just for me, but for my family as well.
3: Yeah, you mentioned the twins too. Um, I mean, those guys are in the NFL as well. I mean, just having three NFL guys that kind of, you know, worked with you and, and groomed you guys. Um, that really had to be beneficial um, for that year. I know the year didn't go the way you guys wanted to do that season in 2019, um, but just to have those guys, it had it had to be really beneficial.
0: Uh, it, it really was beneficial, and like you can also see how uh, how much not just myself, but how much the whole D line has grown ever since the twins and Darian being here and them leaving. They 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 really set the standard. Not just, yeah, they set the standard for
3: the D-line. How about you, Deontre? Just all the guys you've played around and learned under, and um, you know what have you been able to kind of pick up from guys like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, the Twins, I mean, uh, they're our best friends, man. They give us tips, they still give us tips, and uh, they, they really showed us how to how to play defensive line the way defensive linemen need to play the game. And, you know, uh, one of the main things, I'm going to say, they, they told us how to be tough, and so, being tough, it can, they gave us, uh, it told us how to be tough.
3: You, know, you you guys have had a number of coaches, position coaches here too. Um, you mentioned um, John Perella. Um, then you had Mike Dawson for a year and, yes, and Tony Tuioti. And you know, I think Tony Tuioti, when you look at what he's done with this defensive line, he, he has done an outstanding job just getting you guys at a high level. I mean, I think about a year ago when you had three NFL players leave, um, that defensive line, you guys didn't drop off at all last year. I mean, what has Tony Tuioti meant to you guys, and how has he kind of kept that room going, especially when you lost so many good guys a couple of years ago, and there really wasn't a drop-off, if not uh, at all. I mean, it felt like you guys almost took a step forward, even with what you lost.
0: Man, uh, shout-out to Coach T. But Coach T, man, he's been he's been great, uh, not just with, like you on, on, like just saying, on the field, but off the field as well in the classroom. Coach T, he's pretty much helped our football IQ shoot straight through the roof. Like, it's 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 kind of crazy. Like, as much as we know, we could be playing linebackers, looking at the the fronts and the formations, and then uh, looking at the the backfield sets and everything. Like, we calling the run plays out or what what possible plays could be coming and everything like that on the D line, and just know what type of blocks we're getting. He teaches us how to defeat the blocks, how to. just be violent inside the trenches and everything. And yeah, Coach T, he's been, he did a real good job with all of us. How about you,
3: DeAndre?
2: Yeah, same, uh, like Damien said, man, shout out to Coach T, cause um, I, I really trust him. I trust him a lot. He's really honest. He, you know, he's more of a, he's a mellow kind of type of guy. He's that, that, that type of coach, but, um He's always he's there for us on the field and off the field. And uh, like I said, our, our football IQ, like he helps me understand the game. Like, I see the game. I see backfield sets. I see it all. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Coach T.
3: Had either of you been around Polynesian, um, Bef- Polynesians before and a coach or players? and I mean, is there a different style? Um, and, and he's got a huge family, too. So I'm guessing his sons come around a lot, and one of them has got an offer from Nebraska right now just spending time at his house and his family and, and whatnot. I mean, is has is it been pretty unique getting to spend time with a big Polynesian family like Coach T's?
0: Uh, yeah, it's been great. Like I have a couple Polynesian friends at home and everything, but you've been actually been in like the household with Coach T and his family, man, like it's, it's been great. Like his wife treats us like we're one of her own as well. Coach T treats us like he's one of his own. And uh, the way we all interact with their kids, man, it's great.
2: Yeah, same, same, same. Uh, you know, he, he kind of teaches us about um, where he's from uh, back home. You know, he's the first Polynesian I've really been around. And uh, when he tells me about what's going on in his culture, like, it's, it's really exciting. Like, um, every Friday we look forward to saying aloha to each other. You know, <laughs> it, you know, it means family.
3: Now let's let's talk about this defense right now and your team um, this year. I mean, what do you guys like about this unit? Um, you guys have gone seven games in a row – allowing the opponent under 400 yards, which hasn't been done at Nebraska since 2009, 2010. That was in Dominican Sue and Levante David in that era. You guys having a lot of touchdown in six quarters. Um, so, I mean, this unit is playing good football. Um, what do you attest kind of the growth of the unit and kind of where it's been, um, and how much better can you guys get? I'll start with you on this, Deontre.
2: Yeah, this defense, um, one thing about this defense is we're all we're all competitors. you know. We're, we really compete with each other. and. Um, and we all we don't we all when we talk we, when we get on each other's head, you know, we don't take it personal or anything, you know, because we all wanna get better. We know we wanna make each other better. We wanna be the best defense in the nation.
3: How about you, Damien?
0: Like DeAndre said, it's all about competing. Competing, uh holding up the black shirt standard, you know, being accountable, being uh competitive, productive and like like he said, we all get on each other's heads and we don't take it personal because we know what the standard is. When you have a black shirt or not, like, we know what the standard is, and we need to have 11 hats to the ball every play, and the sky's the limit for this defense.
3: That Illinois loss, I mean, just how upset were guys coming back from that trip? And, and I mean, you guys have played really well since that game, um, but just you could just tell that game soured a lot of guys and have motivated a lot of guys um, now going out to Oklahoma.
0: Man, uh, you know, it did motivate us because we know how great of a team we can be if we just stop the little minor little little mistakes, you know, like the, uh, you know, like flags and everything, myself jumping off sides and stuff like that, we know how great we can be if we just minimize how many flags we get a game.
3: How about you?
2: Yeah, same. Uh, that, was, that that game when we lost that game that, that really hurt. You know, uh, we all we obviously know we're better than that team, and you know when we lost that game it was hurt. But you know, like like Damien just said, it's about it's about details. You know, too many flags, too many penalties. We can't have that, and that was the issue.
3: Yeah, you talk about flags. Damien. I've been around a lot of football, and I've never seen a guy flag 15 yards for trying to make a tackle with his helmet off. Like, Uh, especially when somebody's hands had to remove your helmet, which I'm guessing it wasn't a Husker player's hands that removed your helmet.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I apologize, Husker Nation. I know I took a little bit of heat on that, too, on on social media, but – Yeah, I I was surprised. And um, I've never heard of that flag either. Uh, You know, I watched the old kind of football games with the uh, Orange Bowl with Jason Peter. And on that play, I seen Jason Peter lose his helmet. He ran 40 yards down the field to make a play. And right (laughs) then and there, I just kind of knew like, man, like what if? And then that situation happened, my helmet was pulled off and I couldn't just stop in the middle of play. And I didn't know like that you, are dead right when your helmet come off, so yeah
3: yeah that's uh I mean it's like what do they want you to do just lay dead there and not move and so what I'm it, saying
0: like it's impossible because like your adrenaline is running, everybody moving at a hundred miles per hour and you just standing there <laughs> having to be dead it's 11 on ten
3: yeah there's just so many more things Deontre, in football you've got to worry about now with officiating I mean obviously you got to make a tackle but you can't hit too high um, you got to make a sack, but you got to know when to stop. And you got to know when not to finish. All right, all and right. I mean, how do you guys process that in a game? Because um, we we've, we've seen it. I mean, at Illinois, I mean, it turned the entire game um, when they they called a the late hit penalty and then a taunting right after that. I mean, do you have to think about that more? Like, I can finish this hit, or I better pull back.
2: No, like when he got that flag, we never seen that flag before. So that was that was a coaching moment for us, but. Like when one of us get a pass, when one of us get a flag, you know, we just we just move on. You know, next play, next play is about the next snap. You know, we can't we can't keep thinking about that that last snap. We can't be in our feelings about it. You know, it's, it's next play, it's next, it's the next snap. Let's go.
3: Yeah, it, there's just so many more uh, elements um, to the thing, and I, I do got to ask you this, DeAndre, because I don't think anybody saw this coming last week but you came in the game as a fullback
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah a fullback i mean first of all was whose idea because there's a lot of guys i'm sure if they're like we're taking volunteers to be fullbacks i'm guessing you would not have been the only hand that would have raised
2: yeah you know i'm not the biggest guy on the team but uh um, you know i got some speed to me and uh one day scott frosty came to me and he asked me if i wanted to play offense you know and i kind of i said you play offense what do you have in mind he told me fullback so once he told me fullback i got excited whatever you want me to do I'm going to do it. I went on that side saw the ball and he got me right with the play and hey I just kind of ran the play. No, it was be practice.
3: Can you catch it or take I'm not going to ask about what plays are in there but if they said you got to carry it or catch it
2: you could do that right. Oh yeah, of course, of course. If you <laughs> want to put me out in the flat, I'll go catch the ball. Yeah.
3: Were you I mean when you were in the game, was your adrenaline for that one play was it was it just Sky high.
2: Sky high. My adrenaline was high. I've never been on the offensive side of balls in a college game, and my adrenaline was sky high. A little nervous a little bit, but I just wanted to go hit somebody, you know, and once the once the, once the agent called a cadence, hey, it was time to go. I went and, you know, cleaned somebody up.
3: So do you have a, an assigned guy that you're going for on that situation or is it like just run forward and knock the crap out of whoever gets in the way?
2: Really, it's just go clean up who, who's ever in the way. Go clean it up because uh, the <laughs> running back, he's behind me. We need to go score. So whoever it is, go clean it up. Let's go.
3: So that, that's been, I mean, you guys worked on that all of August? Yes, yes. And then that you had never done that before this year. Never done no. it before. Did you kind of tell like Jaquez and Marquise, like, hey, guys, sorry, I got this one.
2: Hey, I got this. Yeah, I tell him on the sideline, <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm fullback. Don't think about getting there because, you know, that's my spot. Let's get it.
3: You know, Sue played some fullback here. I didn't know that. I didn't know I, and that. I believe he had a touchdown catch, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, but – yeah, his last year in 09, they they lined him up at fullback. And, I mean, he just got the whole – if you can imagine, the entire stadium would go absolutely nuts when Sue was in the game as a fullback. <laughs> Big guy. Damian, wouldn't you – I mean, when are you going to play some fullback?
0: Man, uh, I don't know. Some Mar- <laughs> get some Maryland eye with two fullbacks and then
3: a lead blocker, right? Yeah, but that, yeah. That will open some holes.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, the, I know the whole D-line, I remember uh, – Right when they the whole offense they was like DT 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 and then we started looking we're like DT and then they was like we like DT over there dT over there we started pointing and then I was like hold up hold up I said hey DT in the game <laughs> <laughs> and then we seen that DT just ran clean cleaned, cleaned, cleaned everything up. we was like oh yeah oh yeah we
3: would just turn you, you know you, you for yourself though Damien um you've been able to play a lot more snaps in a row I, I know that was something um, going into this year, I mean, Coach Tuioti would say, you know, we could get him two or three, and after that, it'd be hard, but you've been out there entire series now at times this year, right? Oh, yes, sir. Have you Had you done that, really, at, at other than, I know against, like, teams like Wisconsin, you'd play more snaps, but, I mean, it, 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 the the dropped weight has had to make a huge difference where you can go 10, 10, 12 snaps. I mean, have you gone 10 or 12 in a row yet this year, what's the most uh, in a row you know uh, of?
0: Most in a row I probably went this year is probably eight, probably eight and then uh, I know Coach Coach T he try to at least get, like give me a breather probably on like when we get like in the third down situation third and longest situation let some more uh, leaner like Casey Rogers DeAndre Ben Steely Ty Robinson let them really let loose and get after the quarterback and everything because me I know the type of player I am and uh, Coach T he's helped me find what type of player I am as well and I know like I can get after the quarterback a little bit but I know I can stop the run
3: as we wrap it up here um, you're listening two up close brought to you by sand hills global and powered by abm um talking here with damian daniels and DeAndre thomas um graduation plans where, where are you guys at um as far as getting your degree and and, and what are you guys studying at nebraska
0: man i already got, i got my degree you got already. your degree yes, so i should have communication studies and a minor in criminal justice and uh right now i'm finna actually go apply for uh my what's it called um what's what was it Tell you the family studies.
3: Tell you the family studies. And how about you, Deontre? Yes,
2: yeah, me, I just recently got my degrees to, uh, as well. In the uh, summer? Yes, in the summer.
3: So both of you guys have your bachelor's. I mean, so wh- I know Jojo, he comes up here and does a show every week and he's taking like scuba diving. I mean, what's the class load of two fifth year graduated guys look like right now?
0: Man, uh, you no, know, I'm in three, three, three grad classes. And me, I, personally, I like I love working with children as well. I'm actually around 2.30. I'm probably finna go to a school and go chop it up with some kids as well, and um, yeah, it's just great. Uh, just being there for for the for the kids, just showing them that you if you anything you want to do, you can put your mind to it and you can make it happen. And like I have, I had people like that when I was growing up, and me being the position I'm in, I want to be able to use my light and everything my name to go do the same for them
3: so what uh you go to lps schools and talk and work with yes, kids sir. what schools do you go up to
0: uh right now i think i'm going I don't, i'm not for sure what school i got the address right here
2: uh
3: but you just go mentor and talk to yes group sir. groups of kids yes sir how about you deontre what how are you keeping yourself busy
2: yeah for me um when you have your, your degree you know the class schedule is light it really allows you to you know focus on football and focus on your opponent and really study your opponent um as far as the class schedule, I'm in. I'm in like cooking class. You know, I don't really know how to cook, so I'm kind of. I'm learning how to cook a little bit. I'm in a cooking class. Um, I'm in a, a small personal defense class. So, really light schedule. What are you making? Like spaghetti, you know, these things, different <laughs> Just things. Basic like home food. Basic basically to start off, you know, basic to start off.
3: You got to cook for your family when they come up in
2: town now. Absolutely.
3: Well, guys, um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we we've seen you at Nebraska now for the last five years, and Um, I don't think we've ever had a chance to sit down and just talk to you guys like this and hear some of your stories. So uh, we really appreciate the the opportunity to to get the chance to to spend some time with you here as you guys get ready for Oklahoma. I know a lot of friends and family for both you guys are going to make the trip down to Norman this weekend.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Well, that
3: wraps it up here for another edition of Up Close. Make sure you subscribe to the Husker Online channel on anywhere you can find podcasts up close once again brought to you by Sandhills hills global if you have equipment
1: to sell sell it on auction time and powered by abm